So I've worked around the financial and investment research world since 2010. And I've been around like the make money online, the marketing and entrepreneurship and business world since before that, really since about 2005. And I've seen a lot, a lot, a lot of promises about, you know, making a, making a whole bunch of money, becoming a millionaire, all of that stuff. And I know a lot of it is BS. <laughs> I know that a lot of people who make a lot of money fast, they don't actually become millionaires, maybe for more than a very short period of time. And uh, I know that a lot of people who become millionaires never peddle their advice or their how-to information online because it's, it's just a really simple process. So today I want to talk about how to really become a millionaire. Uh, and so uh, my plan for the next few days here at Breakthrough Marketing Secrets is to shift the focus and talk about money and investing. So I've been in the investment research field since 2010. I've worked with some of the best and uh, you know I've gotten and sold some excellent advice in that space. I also really have, um, I've stopped following anything having to do with investment research um, in terms of my own personal investments. And uh, there's some important reasons for that. And so, today and going forward for at least the next few days, I want to share my thoughts and how I personally invest. <laughs> and and the thing is, like, there's, there's a lot of misconceptions and downright lies when it comes to uh, wealth accumulation, wealth generation, all of that. And so I want to tell you the truth, whether it is sexy or not. So who, who can become a millionaire? Now, I, I want you to ask yourself that before I open up this, this page of my notes. Who can become a millionaire? You think like entrepreneurs, you think, uh, you know, high net or high income people, people like lawyers and doctors, people who just make a lot of money, right? Um, and of course, you know, copywriters, marketers, people who are, who are writing marketing that's generating a ton of money. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All of that is true. And and maybe you're familiar with a book called The Millionaire Next Door. If you haven't read it, maybe you're at least familiar with the title. Uh, that was a study a while back that found that there are a lot of people who are millionaires who do not fit our preconceptions millionaires. They don't necessarily live in a big mansion. They don't necessarily drive some fancy car, right? They are average, everyday people who have just managed to accumulate a significant amount of money and did a pretty good job of holding on to it. There was recently a national study of millionaires found the top five careers among, I think it was 10,000 people surveyed who were millionaires, uh, was engineers, accountants, teachers, managers, and attorneys. So how does a school teacher become a millionaire if you have to have a big income to become a millionaire? Well, um, arguably then maybe you don't need a big income because school teachers are not notorious for how much they're getting paid, at least not in a good way. <laughs> so if it's not the highest earning careers that, that become millionaires, like why, why not? What is it, right? And maybe an attorney on here is somebody that I might consider to be 
a high earning person, right? Um, but any of these engineers, you know, generally get paid well. Accountants generally get paid well. Teachers don't usually. Managers maybe, right? And attorneys, I pronounce that weird. Attorneys, um, uh, yeah, they often get paid well. Um, but you know, what, what makes these professions more likely to become a millionaire? Well, um, I'll say it's not guaranteed, right? Um, especially with high income. High income is not a guarantee that you're going to become a millionaire. Because think about it this way. You could make a million dollars this year, but through a combination of just, well, whatever, right? Oftentimes it's lifestyle creep. So I got this high paying job, so I have to live in a nicer neighborhood and I have to drive a nicer car and I have to send the kids to a nicer school and I have to wear nicer clothes and I have to put, um, you know, more money into the maintenance of all of these things. I have to maybe get um, a, a, a beach house or a vacation house, um, maybe a lake house with a boat um, and all of these things that I have to dump money into to maintain this social status of the high income earners around me. And you can easily make a million dollars in a year and spend 1.1 million. And you're actually 100,000 further away from becoming a millionaire when you do it that way. Um, if, if you make a high income and you, you, know, you make a million dollars, you save half a million, you just, I mean, living off half a million dollars is, is quite the lifestyle. Make a million dollars and save half a million, um, then you have, you know, you're halfway to becoming a millionaire right there, just from that example, right? Um, so high income is not a guarantee. Obviously, it makes it easier. And if your income is low, it's harder, right? But from our little illustration here, it's about what you keep, right? And so your goal, if you want to actually really become a millionaire, it's not about what you make, um, but it's good to make more. More importantly, it's good to keep more, right? So one of the things that consistently happens with people uh, is that if we get a raise at work, we say, oh, I have more money, therefore I can spend more money. It is far better to not let your lifestyle creep up with every raise, right? Um, it's far better to save some portion of that, right? You, you get a little extra windfall, you save it. Now, you can splurge a little bit, right? I'm not saying that you have to be a complete miser, you know, spendthrift, whatever. I'm, I'm not saying that you have to uh, just completely not spend on anything, right? But especially if you're able to increase your income a bit above average, it becomes really easy to save a big chunk of your income as long as you don't let your lifestyle grow with your income, right? Um, and so it is something that has to be intentional through time, which leads us to what I've discovered is the number one secret to becoming a millionaire. Um, and that's consistent accumulation, consistent accumulation, right? So a thousand dollar, I mean, just freaking start with uh, getting a dollar richer at a time. Uh, Mark Ford wrote under the pen name Michael Masterson for a long time. Uh, he, one of the major lessons that he taught about wealth become, before becoming a multi, well, after becoming a multimillionaire many times over, was start by just trying to get a dollar richer every day, right? And that speaks to this idea of consistent accumulation. You always want to be focused on 
um, how how can I have a little bit more tomorrow than I have today? How can I have a little bit more today than I had yesterday? And consistent accumulation as a habit is a positive feedback loop that leads to dramatic wealth increases and appreciation. And, you know, becoming a dollar richer every day is not going to make you a millionaire. Yeah, the math doesn't work there, right? But the principle, starting with a dollar and then $2 and then $3 and, you know, as you practice this habit, getting to the point where you're becoming significantly richer, maybe not every day, right? And there are market fluctuations and all of that, but um, every month, uh, adding a little bit more to your stash, right? Um, and 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 making that a regular practice, that's going to be a huge, huge driver of any kind of wealth accumulation that, that you want. And then importantly, invest, don't speculate. Now, Im important distinction for these two terms here. Uh, I would say that probably the simplest idea of speculation is buying something with a plan to sell it at a higher price at some time in the, the near future. And near future could be five years, near future could be one year, new, new future could be, you know, whatever, right? Um, so if I buy an investment and I hope that it's going to go up within a certain number of time, certain amount of time, um, so that I can sell it, that's speculation, right? And that's a, probably a really broad definition compared to everybody else of speculation. Investing is buying without the intent to sell. Buying now, expecting that it is something that will grow in value, but not having a direct intent to sell it, right? Um, and so if I'm putting a bunch of money into the market, let's say some broad market fund, right? Um, and I say, okay, at some point, I guess around retirement, I'm probably going to start withdrawing some of this money, right? But I don't need that money to go up anytime soon. And I don't actually want to sell it anytime soon. I just want to keep putting money in. That's the consistent accumulation and that's investment, right? If my goal is to pick a stock that is going to be up in 12 months, um, that is, and I'm going to sell it then and then pick another stock, that is speculation. And yes, sometimes it works out in your favor. And a lot of times it doesn't. But the other thing that happens with speculation is become is you become really emotional about all the ups and downs. And so if you need it to go up in 12 months and it goes down for three months, even if in 12 months it's going to be dramatically higher, you might panic sell after it's down three months later and you're in a worse position. Right? If you're investing, you're not really worried about you know, what the prices are going to be in the short term. You're just putting more money in. You're consistently accumulating. And that really is the number one secret to becoming a millionaire. And the world's smartest investors say, well, Warren Buffett famously says rule number one is don't lose money. And rule number two is never forget rule number one. And um, I would argue here that, you know, Warren Buffett is a good example of somebody who invests. He, he intends to buy businesses. He says he doesn't, he doesn't 
buy short-term stuff. Yes, sometimes he kind of does. Like he does some speculation. He's, but he also has huge advantages that you and I don't have in terms of understanding the market, understanding investments, understanding businesses, understanding all of that, right? He also has access to, to deals and capital and all different things that allow him to speculate better than the vast majority of people, including professional investors. But the main goal, his main stated goal for most of his money through time is to pick a company that is going to be worth more in the future, but invest in it and just hold on to that investment, right? And most long-term winners agree, um, especially when you get down to the average individual who's not a professional investor, but who invests their own money, don't risk money on single stock investments. Most people who become millionaires don't have the majority of their portfolio put into single stock investments. Um, and, and they're not trying to get windfall wealth or big gains. You know, contrary to what sells investment newsletters, um, the people who end up making a lot of money for the long run are often not really chasing those, those, those big windfalls, right? Um, and, and this one, if you need the market, to make you money, you're screwed. And that goes back to the whole emotional thing and speculation and all that. If you need the market to make you money, you're screwed. It's just not a good investment move to be in a place where you need the market to do something for you. Um, investing, investing is just like, I'm putting money in, I'm gonna get paid like an owner of this business. And even if it's um, a broad market fund, you're getting paid like an owner of across all the businesses, right? That are contained in that fund. That's how funds work. But it's not necessarily about needing the market to make you money, especially not on any short-term timeline. So more to come. Um, but my call to action for you at the end of this episode is to ask yourself, how can you use this, right? Are there any lessons, any takeaways, any action items that you have from this? You can certainly share that as a comment with this episode. Don't forget to like and subscribe and you'll get more content like this delivered to you. I may have some different opportunities for you to subscribe, not just here, not just Breakthrough Marketing Secrets uh, in, in the next few days. So you might want to pay attention to that. But in the meantime, like and subscribe here. I'm Roy for this Breakthrough Marketing Secrets and I'll catch you again in the next episode. See you soon. Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.